the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Mike Gallagher. I try to read uh, as many books as I can. Uh, Recently, one of the most riveting, compelling, entertaining, informative books I've read in years is former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo's new book, Never Give an Inch, Fighting for the America I Love. It's uh, surprisingly funny. It's candid. And uh, what an honor it is to welcome Secretary Mike Pompeo to the Mike Gallagher Show. Can can I start by pointing out that as a guy who lost 53 pounds last year, and I'm very proud of that, This I, I recognize a fellow weight loss uh, journeyman, so congratulations. You're looking like a million bucks these days, uh, Secretary. Well, Mike, thank you. Uh, thanks for the kind words about the book, too. Uh, let's pray we can both keep it off. It's a challenge of a lifetime for me. It sure is. It's always you just got to stick to it, and uh, but we can, and we'll probably add some year, a number of years to our life. And goodness knows we need we need warriors like you. I, I, uh, I people need to be reminded that one of the most important aspects I think of of your tenure uh, comes by way of uh, of an endorsement you got from the Archbishop of New York, and I want to get to that in just a moment. There's so many areas I want to cover with you, but obviously this. The huge breaking news this week has been the discovery of classified documents in the homes of uh, now Mike Pence, Joe Biden, Donald Trump. A lot of people are recognizing the disparity between uh, the the DOJ's response to President Trump and Mar-a-Lago and President Biden and now Vice President Pence. It seems to me that the one person who benefits greatly from all of the, these breaking headlines is former President Trump, because for most Americans, they're going to say, well, now it's kind of a non-issue. It's a bipartisan issue. It's not just a Trump factor. It's not just his problem. Um, and so let's turn the page on that controversy. And I think Americans are reminded of the very distinctly different way our government responded to Trump's classified documents and Biden and yeah. Pence. Is that fair or do you think I'm overstating that? Well, you know, I don't want to do the politics so much, uh, but your point about the inequity, the unequal treatment that was given is absolutely certain. Uh, I hearken back to, I served on the Benghazi committee, Mike, it seems like <clears throat> seems like a long time ago, when yep. we found classified information on Secretary Clinton's server, on her handheld, on her BlackBerry device. I remember this incredibly well. FBI didn't raid her home. <clears throat> Justice Department didn't go after her. Look, Classified information matters. Everyone who handles it has to treat it appropriately. If you get it wrong, if you make a mistake, admit it. Get the document back where it's supposed to be. Don't bring politics in this. Treat everyone evenly, not only Republicans, Democrats, but treat equally senior officials and private first class in the United States Army who mishandle documents. If we get that right, we treat this stuff seriously, we can protect America's secrets, which at the end, Mike, is what this is really all about. Of course it is. And of, and the reason, and I, I know you, we're, we're not going to go down the rabbit hole of politics and, and, and spending a lot of time on 2024, but you've been there. I mean, you, you were in the trenches. You were the CIA director. You were the Secretary of State. You know a thing or two about a skiff. You know a thing or two about classified documents and, and government secrets. It's in, I don't even understand how it's possible 
for these many documents to be in the private residences of former government officials. Can you help us understand why the National Archives doesn't have a, uh, uh, for lack of a better metaphor, a library, you know, take the book out of the library system? If you take classified documents out, you got to account for them. I mean, I think most of us don't even understand how this could have happened. So for the very most compartmented secret level documents, they are numbered, they are cataloged, they are tracked. My guess is that none of the documents that were in any of these places were those documents. I, I don't know that. I don't know the facts. Um, so for, for part of it, there is a color, a library color catalog. That is appropriate. The, the simple volume of classified documents that I dealt with as CIA director or that the presidents would have dealt with, I'm just staggering. And they are in their residence. I had in my home as a CIA director, there was a skiff. Inside of that skiff, there was a safe. When I finished reading classified documents, I either returned them to the handlers or put them in the safe before I locked the safe, locked the door. Somehow that just didn't happen sufficiently. And, and I suppose any of us can get it wrong. I suppose any of us could put a document in the wrong notebook, carry it out. Uh, but dang it, when you find it, get it right back. And I'll, I'll tell you what else is troubling politically. When the president of the United States says, I have no regrets, that, that bothers me. I promise you, if someone finds out that I held documents in the wrong place or I did something wrong two years ago or when I was in the House of Representatives on the Intelligence Committee, I will regret it deeply. I, I, I will have put information at risk. And we have service members all across the world, CA operatives all across the world. We need to protect them. There's a reason for most of this classification, and we ought to do our best. When we get it wrong, just own it. Admit it. Get on with your life. I, I just I just talked about your your takeaway for last night on Fox News with Sandra Smith, and and I love that perspective. Taking taking accountability, take responsibility. Say, hey, this was a mistake; it shouldn't have happened. But doubling right. down and saying, I've got no regrets. The hubris yeah. is is unbelievable, and I just can't imagine what he's thinking. That's the best word: hubris, arrogance, lack of care for the American people. Right. Uh, all all of those are way good ways to describe that. No. Um, you, you should regret it. When you when you get it wrong, every leader, don't blame your staff. Don't blame people around you. It may be they actually did it. It's possible. But it's your team. You're right. the you're the senior leader. You own it. Well, and, and it's the theme of your book, talking about uh, caring for the for the country that you love, fighting for the country you love, never giving an inch. But you strike me as having the kind of personality where, you, you, the, you know, the old phrase about, uh, you know, soft, speak softly and carry a big stick. You're not... You're not a flamethrower. You're not a guy that really gets into the, the mud and rolls around. But your your policy positions, your your conservatism is is unparalleled. I mean, do you do you worry about in the arena with this book? And, and, and of course, obviously, people use your name and bandy it about as maybe a 2024 presidential contender that you're not red meat enough that you got to have sharper elbows or 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 do you feel confident in the in the in your delivery and the way you present your message you know mike we all just got to be who we are right, right. uh I, I and in the end uh, i grew up with parents that taught me put the helmet on put your head down uh, avoid the noise uh keep true to the signal stay on the mission i think the american people admire that too i think they recognize those of us who are just all about delivering and so the book I wrote, Never Give an Inch, was to tell that story. I, a lot of these stories are new. They're fun. Your point about laughing is right. Yeah. I hope people will read the book and find joy and love in the book as well. But it's a tough, mean, nasty world out there. And when I was Secretary of State and CI Director, I wasn't out uh, talking about all of the ins and outs of what we were doing. But when I watched the stories being told about meetings I was in, and it just it was just false. 
when I saw Adam Schiff tell lies to the American people, I felt like I wanted to go correct the historical record and tell this story about four glorious years where we understood peace through strength the way Reagan did, where we understood that putting America first could matter, could really deliver good outcomes for people and you know who, who aren't thinking about Taiwan or Beijing or Kiev every day. They're living their lives with their families and their churches. I wanted to tell that story, and I, I hope that comes through in the book. I think it's important because I think it sets the trajectory for how we keep this country safe for the next 250 years. It does come through in the book, and, and it is incredibly entertaining. I, I frankly was surprised at how how much uh, levity and, and how much, uh, you know, there there is a laughter factor because you're involved in situations that most people would never in a million years get near. For example, uh, you, you've got to talk about what it was like to go to North Korea and to meet to meet Kim Jong Un. This, I mean, these are characters that you know we we read about, we try to figure out. I'm I am absolutely fascinated by all aspects of the Hermit Kingdom. I I just think the stories of of the of this this false you know dystopian sort of environment just just is intriguing to me. What was that like on your first trip to North Carolina? And are the reports true? That uh, that you that the President Trump was trying to get you to talk to Dennis Rodman to get ready for that meeting. <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh, you'll remember, as a factual matter, Dennis Rodman had spent more time with Chairman Kim than any other American before yes. I broke his record, the only NBA record I will ever break. Uh, and uh, <laughs> he, he he'd coached the North Korean basketball team, and so. Uh, on the Wednesday before I took the first trip, I was the CIA director at the time. Uh, I was headed out on Good Friday, 2018. And just as I'm walking out, President Trump says, Mike, have you spoken to Dennis Rodman? And I said, no, sir. He said, well, remember, uh, and, and President Trump knew him from The Apprentice. <laughs> and so uh, right. he said, remember, Dennis Rodman knows Chairman Kim really well. You should you should check in with him and you should give him a holler. Uh, in the end, I, I wasn't able to get a hold of him uh, before I departed. But it was did you, really. Did you try? Uh, I, we did. We I always do what the president says to do. So I left there. We tried to get a hold of. We were, we weren't successful. I, I left. I think I left thirty hours later, thirty six hours later. Uh, you know, it, it was fascinating. To your point, Mike, I, I was running a machine shop in Wichita, Kansas. Uh, I was teaching fifth grade Sunday school with my wife in two thousand nine, uh, and then here I am, just a handful of years later, on a U.S. military aircraft, flying in the dark of the night to Pyongyang yeah. to meet with a guy who just returned out of warm beer home to die from his condition of detainment, and who, who starves thousands and thousands of his own people every day. Uh, it, it, it was stun- it's a stunning juxtaposition to walk out, kiss your wife goodbye, and, and head on a mission like that. Uh, he's an evil guy, but we had a real task, was to try and get the nuclear weapons, the weapons of mass destruction out of his hands. And I, I tell the stories of our meetings, at least to the extent that I can, uh, given all the security clearances, but I tell these stories about this human being who we were trying to convince it was in his best interest. And we made some progress. The story of the three Americans I was able to get back home from detention, uh, three amazing Christian men. Uh, still, it's very emotional to talk about. We we let one of these hostages actually tell the story in his own words in the book. Yep. Uh, the, the stories are remarkable. In the end, we got them to stop long-range missile tests. We didn't, they didn't do any nuclear testing on our watch. We ultimately failed in our... Our, our most deep ambitions and objective, but I think we made America safer. We got the remains of American service members home too, which I'm incredibly proud of. 
visiting with former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. His book, Never Give an Inch, Fighting for the America I Love. You will absolutely enjoy it immensely. I, I certainly did. You, you know, there we have lots of threats that we face, whether it's North Korea, China. You, you have been a, a leading voice, uh, a clarion uh, call for being alert and, and prepared for what China can, can pose to the United States. What should we be doing that we're not doing? I know that my namesake, Congressman Mike Gallagher, on a committee to, 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 to stand up to, uh, to China. But, you know, uh, the American people, we have this bizarre relationship. We rely on China for so many goods and services. We, 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 we expect to try to have, have, get along with them. What could we or should we be doing that we're not? Well, you're right, Mike. And, and like you, I think Mike Gallagher is a patriot and will do great work. I think he understands the problem set much like I do. I try to remind people that it, this problem isn't so far away. The Chinese Communist Party built its economy on the backs of the American worker. Tens of thousands of American jobs destroyed billions of dollars worth of our intellectual property, the, the hard work of Americans taken to the Chinese government. And then they sold these goods back to us cheap and destroyed our economy even more. And so we should be serious about confronting them. When we are, we'll be successful, but we should never forget. They, they want America to look more like them, a Marxist, Leninist, authoritarian regime. They want global trade, not in the U.S. dollar, but in their currency, the renminbi. We can't let those things happen. I, I, we, we should treat them fairly and reciprocally. Today, they can buy land near American military facilities. That's nuts. Imagine, Mike, you and I decided, let's go buy some land in China near a Chinese military facility. It just wouldn't work. <coughs> Excuse me. Correct. You know, I, I've got to ask you in closing, and I'm, and I'm so grateful for the time. I know you're, you're busy on a book tour, and we're, uh, we're grateful for you and, and for your service. Um, obviously, I know your answer because I've seen, I've seen a million people ask you, but my audience will kill me if I don't ask you, do you have any aspirations to run for president in 2024? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, we're thinking <laughs> no, about you're not. It. No, you're not. <laughs> I, I, tru- I truly am. I, I'm glad okay. you asked. This is serious stuff. Who we choose to be our next leader is a very, very serious business. We need thoughtful people with backbones of steel. We're going to need a conservative for eight years to go crush what President Biden has done to the American people. He's destroyed so much of the good work that we did. So Susan and I are thinking, praying, trying to figure out if this is our next calling, the place for us to go. But Mike, you and I are going to be in this fight for conservative beliefs, uh, for delivering good outcomes for decades to come. Whether that turns out that it's me running for president or me just working in other ways, uh, this fight matters. Our Judeo-Christian founding is important. We can never walk away from these things. And I hope what comes across it never given inches uh, my commitment to that. And so we'll, we'll see what the Lord brings us here in a couple months. And I'll either be in Iowa or I'll be out someplace else working hard on behalf of this country. I just got a text message from Sarasota, Florida. If Mike Pompeo isn't the brightest guy on the national political stage and doesn't have all the right aspects of leadership, I don't know who is. Millions of Americans admire you. Millions of us admire you, Mr. Secretary. Keep fighting the good fight. I hope everybody gets the book and uh, and stay safe on the uh, on the book tour. Thanks for joining us, sir. We hope to visit with you again soon. Thank you, Mike. Bless you. Have a good day. God bless. Uh, there's Mike Pompeo. His book, Never Give an Inch, Fighting for the America I Love. You know, we can sit around and speculate and do this parlor game of who's going to run in 2024. It's kind of nice to know that a guy like Mike Pompeo uh, isn't uh, is willing to, 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 to consider... Joining the t- joining the field 
It's probably going to be a crowded field, but I can think of worse problems for Republicans have that the Republicans could have because he's right. We're going to need the best and the brightest, and we need the, the sharpest tools in the drawer to deal with the loony left and the damage, the destruction that the Democrats have heaped upon America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.